I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Hi guys. Welcome to this week's episode of Dumb, Dumb Bitch, Bitch Media. Media. We are traveling right now, so we don't have our normal setup. So sorry if the audio isn't as impeccable <laughs> as, as it, it normally, normally is. is. <laughs> we are in the six. We're fucking six gods. We made it in Canadian comedy. What's up, guys? We're doing bad shows in multiple cities now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking killer. Mm-hmm. How's your weekend going? Going well. We had uh, a fine time getting here. We drove to Oshawa and then took the go train in. Mm-hmm. We have my dog. We're staying in a beautiful Airbnb. Oh my god, it's so nice. It's so nice. I don't <laughs> even want to know what the rent is. Yeah, it's fucking insane. And the guy who lives here, like, we've determined that he definitely fucks. <laughs> because... He has, like, makeup wipes and a table mirror, but other than that, there's no evidence that a woman ever is here. So- like, the mirror has a label still on it and the wipes haven't been used, but, like, it exists. Like, he's aware that this is a thing the he should provide. wipes were open, actually, oh, okay. and the mirror only has the sticker on the unusable side. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really did my research. He also has a full set of wine glasses, Plus a wine decanter, a whiskey decanter, and, like, a full set of tumblers. And his camera's just on the shelf. Yeah, that's true. Very strange. Yeah. Anyways, this guy fucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Thursday night we came, got into the city, and we did an open mic show. Um, It was fucking wild. Yeah, we did a mic. We're not really used to... <laughs> like, true mic, open mics. Well, yeah. we're not even really used to doing a lot of mics in general anymore. But yeah. also, like... So the city that we live in doesn't really have show-up, go-up. Which is good and bad. Because it probably makes the show better. Because if you suck or if you're offensive, pretty much you won't be allowed to do that show yeah you just can't do it yeah you just can't yeah you can't get you just can't get but whereas like in a city here where there's literally just like at my uh sign up sheet with like 30 spots fucking insane guys that was fine but i'm not rushing to do it again (laughs) anytime soon and then on friday Mm -hmm. we Met up with some friends. Yeah, went and for brunch. Did a mic as well, another one. Yeah, well, that was like a butt show. Yeah, it was. And half the booked. second half was a mic. So the the yeah. first half of the show was but So we were like, there were four comics that were like given actual spots. So we were on, and then two other guys were on, and then the second half of the show was the exact same thing. Show up, go up, like, sign up on a list. Um, But we left. (laughs) Yeah, it's really weird to, like, kill on a bad show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we objectively both did really well, but, like, everybody else 
bombed. The energy was horrible because there's like a bunch of resentful dudes who are mad that they have to show up early and fucking sign up on a list to get a seven minute open mic spot in the second half of the show. And they were like, who the fuck are these chicks? Yeah. Like, (laughs) but whatever. Anyways, that was fine. And then yesterday we went to see Red Stare Live podcast with Anna and Dasha and we were there with Heidi Matthews and her husband David so Mm -hmm. Heidi Matthews is actually going to feature as a guest later in the episode we brought her on as kind of a subject matter expert for one of our topics yeah so that was really fun and we actually got to go to a bar and get drunk after the show with the Red Stair ladies, Anna and Dasha, and uh, Adam Friedland from Come Down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was They're really, all really random. nice. They're so nice. Yeah, yeah, we had a great time. And they were all obsessed with Canadian cigarettes, which yeah. I thought was really <laughs> funny. Like, they all really wanted to smoke my cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and the reviews were good. So, mm-hmm. guys, we're doing something right. Yeah, we had fun. We were in this, like, Berlin-style, like, dive bar that doesn't, is, like, <laughs> in a basement and doesn't have lights and doesn't have like a sign on the outside that says the name of the bar. Yeah. And all the <laughs> bathrooms are like single stall, but there's no sinks in the bathrooms. Yeah. It's like a hallway just filled <laughs> with sinks. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, Dasha's daughter showed up. That was really fucking Fuck, scary. Yeah. But everything else was fun and cool. Yeah. 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 And we're in fucking rough shape today, guys. Easter Sunday Hashtag he is risen. I have not. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He is risen and uh, I am lifted. I'm high. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because it's Easter and it's 420. Mm -hmm. It's not 420 today, but. 420 weekend. Yeah. It's the boxing day of 420. It's legal, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Legalize it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah. So that's basically we're we might do spots tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we extended our trip By one day, day because we realized that Sophie doesn't have to work tomorrow and I don't really have a real job. It so. took us way too long to figure that out. <laughs> Yesterday we were like, we could stay. Stay. <laughs> yeah. Weirdos. Yeah. That's basically what's up. Yeah. Cool. Let's get into it. Okay. So, you guys will hear a segment here. We're going to bring on Heidi Matthews, who is a professor of law at Osgood Hall, to talk about sexuality and law, and specifically to talk about the cam girl who was removed from her university honors program when her supervisor was informed that she is a sex worker. Yeah. So, friend of the pod, Nate, (laughs) asked us to talk about this. Mm -hmm. So, yep, that's what's going on. We're going to play the segment with Heidi, and we will keep going with our regular stuff after that. Patreon subscribers who subscribe for $10 or more a month are allowed to submit up to one topic a month that we talked about on the air. Yeah. So, this is the second topic that... Nate has uh, submitted. Nate submitted. The other one was Unplanned, the abortion movie. <laughs> yeah, good pips, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Cool. 
So, guys, we are here with our guest, Heidi Matthews. We referenced earlier, a couple episodes ago, that we were going to do a guest episode, and then it didn't work out. So, we're back. We're going to do it. Um, Heidi Matthews is a law professor at Osgoode Hall. Um, she has her own podcast, Heidi Matthews On Demand. How's it going? Good. I'm sorry about last time, guys. I, I was a right. sloppy. But we were, we were fucked up, too. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great to have you back in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. We're happy to be here. Mm-hmm. In the bitch city. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> Babe to pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're happy. Mm-hmm. So we have brought Heidi on today uh, in general, but also specifically we wanted to kind of get your ear on something that happened this week. So there was a girl, her username on Twitter is Hey Ashley T, and she was basically exposed by a fellow student in her university honors program for being a cam girl and then her honors thesis supervisor refused to continue to work with her which would have basically devoided all of the work that she'd already done on her honors thesis and either forced her to stop being in the honors program or seek another supervisor or even another university and this happened in canada also. yeah it happened in canada okay do you know what sc- school it is because it's not mentioned we don't in know the- what no school i was trying to figure she's out she's not trying to dox herself because she did tweet it from her like sex worker twitter right. yeah but which has almost a hundred thousand followers yeah. Yeah. but she's we very hot it's in canada she's mm. really hot yeah. she's so hot she's super hot holy shit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the reason that she was kind of dismissed by her thesis supervisor is because she was doing research on eating disorders, we believe, in adolescence, because the supervisor told her that she wasn't safe to work around children because of her profession. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. no, um, abhorrent. Mm-hmm. So I didn't so I didn't realize this was in Canada, which mm-hmm. makes it even worse. Yes. And it also changes like not to make this about law, but it also changes. No, that's no, what we want. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not to make it an explicitly legal question, but yeah, I'll message her and uh, if in case she needs any help. I'm sure mm-hmm. lots of people, it seems, have already reached out to her. Yeah. But but I'm happy to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, kind of offer contacts that I have if, if that would help because this is just disgusting. And it, yeah. But it reminds me. So I don't know if you guys heard about this, but it was a few months ago in the Toronto Sun, there was a girl, she had actually, she's a graduate of Osgoode Hall that she, um, that was before I started there. So it was a f- several, maybe three or four years ago before I had started teaching there. And um, she's a sex worker of some kind. I'm not sure if it's cam work or other sorts of work, but uh, she continues to do that. And she wasn't, she's an articling student. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she'd actually, it, it's a bit of a complex story. It seems that she, somebody had complained about her to the Law Society, which mm-hmm. is, the the law society of ontario will mm-hmm. you know it's a regulatory body yeah, for the profession yeah. in ontario each mm-hmm. province has one for their own Alpha. bar <laughs> yeah they've changed yeah. it to the law society of ontario Whoa. just this year yeah because it was so so yeah so uh so they so it's a law is a self-regulated profession whatever mm-hmm. so they have professional rules of conduct right that mm-hmm. lawyers but also articling students are bound by yeah okay and so she ended up having to explain some conduct to the law society. Mm-hmm. And what was huh. 
really interesting was that the conduct itself that had been complained about was not related to her sex work but during the process of reporting on it the journalist outed her in the sun as a sex worker thereby clearly muddying the waters Mm -hmm. right so the thing that everyone became interested then was they thought that she was being brought up on you know quote unquote charges or allegations of sex work when she wasn't right, right but so yeah. there, it just came immediately to mind when I, I saw this so it's a similar kind of I actually know a lot about this okay um, great so her name is Dawn Lee that's yeah. her sex work name mm-hmm. um, she's a full service sex worker so she's a like a companion and I know a lot about this because there were when it was when it was all happening also my uh, my recent ex-boyfriend is a lawyer um (laughs) so i know i knew a lot about this at the time as well but she is still doing sets work Mm -hmm. but she shows her face now because her identity was already revealed like she was already outed so there's no reason for her to try to obscure Mm -hmm. her identity anymore for professional reasons although she did know which i thought was interesting when she was outed as being a sets worker in a professional context, it was only important to her professionally because apparently her family already knew. Oh, so she okay. didn't have to contend with any of that. She was an outset worker to her friends and family. It was just that she was concerned about the professional implications of people in the law profession finding out that she was a sex worker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I guess there are a bunch of different directions we can take this in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, like, so with this girl Ashley's specific case where she was dismissed by her yeah. thesis supervisor, mm-hmm. that seems there, like discrimination. Is that it's <laughs> discrimination? But yeah. Do you, does she have any like legal yeah. standing? Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. There is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, this seems like straight straight discrimination you could paint this uh so university so it's it's interesting that it's a canadian school as you know universities in canada are obviously uh, mostly all public institutions yeah Yeah. so that means that they're bound by um the same rules that bind uh government organizations so you can't you can't discriminate on the basis of all sorts of things including sex and gender and or expression and all that stuff so it seems to me like this is a, a very a straight up um a straight up case of discrimination and uh and actually i would go further than that if the and again i don't obviously this is speculation not knowing all the details Mm -hmm. and it's not legal advice but but i would say that uh it seems to me that the professor a a complaint uh is there to be made against the professor right as well as well as her being able to uh, stay in the program and the whatever yeah so it's disgusting Yeah, yeah so this professor also um and potentially, the, I would also say potentially the student. The student. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hit them all. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I mean, you know, if it were me, I would. Yeah. She, the universe. Yeah. And the universe. So I, I, I want, she's probably in some kind of, she's probably already trying to do something. Who she knows? She found another supervisor apparently. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. But I mean, um, yeah, that's an interesting question. And the, so the, whether the university, I mean, I, I would assume she wouldn't want to work with this professor anymore if the professor no, doesn't yeah. want to work with her, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I'm, I, it's not clear to me you can force someone to work, a professor to work with a student. <laughs> no. But the university would need to be able to give her adequate supervision. Adequate supervision. And right. what she did say that was one part that was really uh, particularly harmful about the professor being unwilling to work with her was that this was the only professor in the faculty that worked 
in the specific area that was her area of research. So I don't know how specific, but yeah. it, it was made clear that the professor worked in some sort of deve- developmental psychology mm-hmm. field and that that was part of the way that she explained her discrimination against a sex worker was that yeah. she wasn't comfortable having a sex worker working around children. children yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, this is absurd. And mm-hmm. she, I mean, it seems though maybe there's like a silver lining. You know, <laughs> she seems to have dodged a bullet a bit with this yeah, professor. For sure. Oh, for sure. If, yeah. if that's, you know, well, the professor really, if that's the position, she really has it. Yo, I mean, fuck the professor, but like <laughs> more for real, no, but seriously. more so fuck the student that snitched her out. Like it's incredible, mind, right? Minding your business yeah. is fucking free. Like, I don't know what this chick's issue was I with the cam girl. Was it a male or female? We don't know. We don't know. We yeah. don't know. I have to assume. That it was but a yeah, woman. yeah, I, I agree. I have to assume it was a woman because she said specifically it was another student from her, like, eating disorders class. And mm-hmm. that she Most had specifically said, don't look me up on social media. And this person went out of their way to find her online accounts mm-hmm. and basically doxed her. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and what happened was that they... So there are legal, potential legal repercussions, oh my God, no, for doxing right? behavior as well. It's yeah. a little complicated, but there there can be repercussions for doxing. Yeah, I felt really bad for her specifically because, like, the, the docu... Or the... The way that she got out it was because they had to make a YouTube video for their eating disorders class. But, uh, like, as a cam girl, you can't obscure your face like you can't you can't you can't you can obscure it's difficult exactly like you can uh, i imagine you can't obscure your face but you i know some people who try yeah but i do think it's difficult yeah Yeah. and it also then that becomes a certain thing it's a different thing it's a different thing yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's kind of the whole thing is that you have to show your face yeah you can't obscure your identity yeah well as compared to probably like other forms of like sets work especially because like there's pictures and videos of you on the internet so people have hard evidence that it's if you want to like i mean not in the technical sense but that it's you once they make the connection if they know you in real life right like they can be like oh my god did you know so and so is a cam girl here's literally pictures and videos of her proving that right yeah i don't know no so for all these social justice Mm -hmm. warrior types who are concerned about safe spaces this is clearly Mm -hmm. not a safe space for sex workers um and it's it's remarkable to me like consistent so i teach a class on sexuality and the law Mm -hmm. and so these sorts of things come up all the time and it's Mm -hmm. it's always remarkable to me how like particularly you guys know all this but it's i'll still say it Mm -hmm. because i think it's worth being said like that within the context of me too consistently who gets Mm -hmm. who gets left out uh sex sex workers workers. right yeah Yeah. sex workers and addicts are like the last frontier to social justice right yeah everybody who i mean even in the like comedy like Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people who are really like intersectional and whatever still Mm -hmm. make jokes about sex workers and really okay well and make jokes about class stuff like yeah which could be funny like i'm i'm one of those people who's like Mm. i don't want to say nothing's funny but it sounds like Mm -hmm. they're doing it in a not funny way well it's like (laughs) yeah or yeah right 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 um like it's just funny that some of the people that are the most vocal about being woke police right and would immediately 
without hesitation slam the fucking ban hammer of cancellation on <laughs> like anyone who did a joke that could be construed as racially insensitive mm-hmm. or you know misogynist or transphobic uh homophobic whatever um they have no problem fucking just yeah. opening openly ripping on poor people and addicts and sex workers and love to politicize sex work Everybody loves to have takes about sex work. Everybody loves to have takes about sex work. And here's what's interesting, too. Like, if we want to be intersectional in our analysis, um, sex work is hugely important historically and Mm -hmm. today for queer communities, right? As well. So not not just, it's not just like, you know, women servicing straight men or whatever. You know, for trans communities, for other sorts Mm -hmm. of queer communities that are suffering different sorts of marginalization, sex Mm -hmm. work has been, I mean, just important to their culture and way of life for a long time. And and that there's just simply no space to even recognize that fact, much less do something useful with it. Also to, like, use a... (laughs) kind of a do a class reductionist analysis of, uh, sure. of, an, of an identity politics question um we're here for it it, it is uh it it give it really lifts up i think a lot of people from marginalized communities yes. and from yeah. uh from all walks of life honestly because people really underestimate how sets work can make people financially independent or at least consistently being able to fucking pay their rent like have food to eat whatever and it's like people really underestimate the value of sets work for like i said people from marginalized community and especially one thing that i've uh, noticed for sure is that like for uh disabled people Mm -hmm. or mentally ill people who can't participate in the oppressive nature of the traditional mm-hmm. workplace right yeah and also so, the traditional sexual marketplace mm, right so they're not yeah. doing well in mm-hmm. either of yeah, those areas no. well and that's exactly like i think with this girl like what happened the mm-hmm. reason they're saying that she's like unsafe to be around children or they don't trust her in the program mm-hmm. it's because people aren't able to recognize sex work as a viable job right so it's like they're using it as a commentary against her personally well it's also a classic refusal to note that people are multi-faceted you know like why wouldn't you be an amazing academic just because you also happen to be a sets worker i'm friends with a lot of sets workers they're some of the smartest fucking people that i know a lot of actually like comedians and people that are artistically talented in other fields also happen to be sex workers it's not an easy job why wouldn't she be suited For to academia, to yeah. do research you know like mm-hmm. it's it's the, it's a it's a refusal it's like once you have a a one definitive thing about you and it's like woke people can be accused of this but also quote unquote problematic people can mm-hmm. be accused of it as well where as soon as you have a marginalized identity that's all people see you as. That's all woke yeah. people see you as. That's all unwoke people see you as. When realistically, nuance exists and everybody's multifaceted, you know? So she's not just a sex worker. She's a sex worker. She's an academic. Yeah, she's, she's a, a student. A student, she's... a Canadian, whatever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I no, I think that's a really important point. Yeah. yeah, just the... And also, like, the... So even if it were true, like, mm-hmm. so even if you gave 
you know, people who are critical of sex work, if you like went down the line with them a little bit and said, even if it's true that it's an oppressive, like, I don't think this is true. We don't think it's true. But even if it were true that sex work were in some way more oppressive than other sorts of work or whatever. No, I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. But even if it were, that doesn't the the it it makes it clear there's so many forms of oppressive work that people Mm -hmm. who are students find themselves doing all the time and Mm -hmm. so the question so it makes it very very clear that actually what's going on is a certain exceptionalism of sex and an Mm -hmm. obsession with sex that wants to take anything sexual out put it on a pedestal but also in the gutter (laughs) and sort of just obsess about it and also then correlatively moralize about it it's and that's me too for me yeah of course it's a puritan stance honestly it's like if leftists honestly love to exceptionalize sex work and it's like if you want to fucking pontificate about the abolition of work but you want to specifically focus on sets work yeah. while you acknowledge that all work is exploitative in some way or another, yeah. but you want to focus on sets work while other forms of work still exist. It's not about work. It's about sex. No, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. 100% of the time. And it's like, actually, I would argue that in the context where we like currently exist, like under capitalism, sets work is not always oppressive as work goes because like i said it gives a lot of people that wouldn't have access to capital from like means in the traditional workplace access to way more money than they probably thought that they were ever going to make as well as uh, a lot of people really flourish under being their own boss you're only you're not you're not oppressing anybody else by like being Mm -hmm. their boss or like the owner of a business or anything right like it's and even if yeah. it were oppressive, yeah. there are options available to us to make it less alienating mm-hmm. and oppressive, whatever, right? And yeah. th- and we have explicitly in Canada chosen to not embrace those at the moment, yeah. which is, mm-hmm. so that's an area we need to be, you know, so, so there's nothing inherent about it that means it's not liable yeah. to the same sorts of labor protections that, mm-hmm. that yeah. are provided for other forms of work. And so we mm-hmm. need to focus our energy. If you're concerned with oppression, in other words, yes. don't concern yourself with abolishing sex work. Concern mm-hmm. yourself with making, making the legal situation and the regulatory situation mm-hmm. actually helpful to sex workers and facilitative providing, of their flourishing. Exactly. Providing supports and making it as safe as it possibly can be exactly. for existing yeah. sex yeah. workers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like as minimally socially oppressive as possible by not being a fucking dickhead to sex workers and outing them to yeah correct (laughs) so basically uh ashley we're really sorry that happened Mm -hmm. i wish we knew what university it was honestly fuck that university (laughs) if anyone knows like DM, DM us personally. We won't dox her. No. Yeah. But it's like. And I'll, I'll do a little tweet about it. Yeah, as well. totally. It's pretty important. Yeah. yeah. Heidi, where can we find you online? Great. So, yeah, I have a Twitter. Okay. <laughs> At Heidi underscore underscore Matthews with okay. two T's. And the, the second underscore is important because the first one is actually, I think it's a sex worker site. Um, but it's an inactive one, so it's not even fun okay. on its own terms because it's not active. <laughs> so, so that's me on Twitter. And then the podcast is Heidi Matthews on demand hmod and that's on all of the standard podcasting platforms sweet so thanks guys thank you so much all right and the second thing that we're going to talk about is also actually user submitted so this topic was submitted by a friend of the pod rebecca at carly rev jepson on uh, twitter and instagram yeah 
and she asked us to talk about the Columbine girl. So the girl who was super obsessed with the Columbine massacres who called in a bunch of what the FBI is calling credible threats mm -hmm. to basically commit shootings at various schools in Denver, Colorado. On the 20th anniversary, right? Yeah, yeah. on the 20th anniversary of Columbine. So this chick's name was Soul Pay. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how to say it. So she called in a bunch of credible threats to a bunch of schools in Denver, Colorado. Like I said, the cops were taking it really seriously. Yeah. And they were on basically a manhunt for her, a woman hunt, sorry. <laughs> and she killed herself before they could catch her. She shot herself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It turns out that um they think that she probably was actually dead right after she made the calls. And that yeah. the whole time when she was missing, she wasn't alive still actually mm -hmm. yeah yeah so she's one of those girls like uh i guess like the tumblr girls who get really really obsessed with like serial killers and school murders. shooters and yeah. yeah exactly that's so weird to me i i know a couple people that i went to high school with who were really into like mass murders and school shootings which school shooter or mass murderer or serial killer would you fuck fuck mary <laughs> fuck mary kill one of each us <laughs> guys this is horrible <laughs> fuck mary kill though <laughs> um let me think about that there aren't a lot of women so your pool is smaller i would probably marry the chick who killed all those truck drivers Eileen Warnos. Eileen Warnos. Icon. Yeah, she's not hot, but like she's cool. Yeah. She's... <laughs> Objectively, she's pretty cool. She's Futch. Mm hmm. I would probably fuck Soul Pace. She was 18. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah, she was yeah. a high school student. She was kind of hot. Yeah, yeah she was kind of hot. And I would kill um, uh, Ted Bundy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interested to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Mary is fucking hard, dude. Mm -hmm. I would probably marry Ted Kaczynski because he had good politics. Okay, he's the needle bomber. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I am also anti-educational institution, and I think that science is fake. He didn't kill anyone, right? Scientists should be punished. Like, I don't think anyone died. I might be wrong, but... I don't know. Okay. And I would fuck Ted Bundy. Even though... No. Dude, I would let Carla Mocha and Paul Bernardo octopus me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> when I see Paul Bernardo and Carla Mocha, I'm looking like a third. I'm <laughs> Looking like a murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I could... Oh, dude, I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Uh, I could roleplay as one of the teenage girls that they wanted to murder. <laughs> no, actually, 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 okay. I don't think he's hot. Mm -hmm. But, first of all, I do think Ted Bundy's hotter than Zach Efron. Which I know is a controversial opinion. Okay. And I need to stop saying controversial so much on the pod because I can't <laughs> say it properly. And people keep telling me I have a list. Okay, so Ted Bundy, because specifically, <laughs> oh my God. 
I think it's it will be hot for somebody to break in through my window, take off my pantyhose, and then strangle me with them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could just probably make that happen if you really wanted to. Dude, not to be a dead horse, but I'm so sad that my ex and I broke up before he held the gun to my head while he fucked me like he promised he was going to. No. It didn't have to be loaded. It better not have been. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> okay, and who would you kill? But it should be easier. It's just that, like, you know, realistically, there's so many bad, evil people. Yeah, it's like, why pick one? Yeah, but I'm trying to think of who I think did the worst shit. Oh, I want to change Yo, mine. I would kill BTK mm. because his poetry was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> The most offensive part is being a bad artist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Now that we're done fetishizing mass murderers. um, Fetishizing mass murderers is fucked up, That's so fucked up. (laughs) And, like, it's a really bad warning sign, I think, for people's mental health. Absolutely. I mean, I know we've talked about this before. You can't know what your kids are doing online, but. Yeah. I hope that. She was, like, getting some help or something. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I was thinking about it. It's like, so she was really young to be obsessed with Columbine, but I mean, I guess the 90s are back. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like... First things first, they're all wearing, like, Nirvana crop tops and shit, and that's the... (laughs) Shooting up schools. Nostalgia is getting out of hand. Okay. (laughs) Jesus. No, but, like... It's kind of true, right? Like, Columbine was so fetishized in the media that even people that are that young mm-hmm. know everything about it. Mm-hmm. It was, a, I think it was a hugely definitive moment in terms of, well, I guess in terms of the way that people look at, like, mass shootings and probably kind of, like, the ways that schools and public institutions and stuff operate in general because if you think about it there probably weren't lockdown drills and stuff like that yeah before columbine i think that it, there was a definitive shift like after columbine kind of the same way that there was with like september 11th yeah it, was a, very, I mean? it was a big cultural like paradigm it was a cultural moment for mm-hmm. sure and i th- it's like the line between millennials and gen z is not actually like an age thing it's like a pre and post columbine thing or like it's a, true. how much you remember 9-11 do you remember when where you were when 9-11 happened i do yeah because i was homesick from school and mm-hmm. i was watching tv and all of the tv channels changed to the live footage of 9-11 okay and i had family that like lived in new york city and i like thought they were dead oh no <laughs> yeah. That's so sad. Where were you? I was at school. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the beginning of elementary school, I guess, they, like, rolled in the TV oh, okay. on the wheels and showed all of us. Yeah. That seems irresponsible. I don't know if it is. But I don't know why kids needed to know. Well, it's not like you guys had phones or anything like that. Like, it's not like you were getting phones well, and hearing what was happening. I wouldn't right? have been old enough to use a phone. No, that's but what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Like, it's not like they didn't yeah. have to, like, bring it up, you know? No, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess they just thought it was important. I was also in the Quebec school system at the time. They were famously irresponsible. Quebec also, stay whack. Yeah, also when we had... <laughs> a substitute teacher one time she let us watch episodes of the simpsons 
Also, when I was in the second grade, we watched the movie Rat Race. Oh my god. In school. There are titties in that movie. Pierced bare titties. Are all of you guys gay now? Uh, <laughs> no, I saw titties at an early age and I was like, hmm. not for me. I'm straight now. That's how that works, actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it did inform your sexuality. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, that's why. Never mind. <laughs> it informs the the general trashiness with which I uh, I dress myself. <laughs> All right. So people are talking a lot about the Soul Pay thing because even though she didn't actually do the shooting, it's obviously like comparably very rare for there to be female active shooters. Yeah. So I actually went through and made an itemized list. Of all the female active shooters of all time, so I'm just... In the U.S. or... In the U.S. In the U.S., okay. Yeah, yeah. So, there was a husband and wife team active shooters in California. They were Muslim extremists that shot up a Christmas party. They killed 14 people. Okay, what year? Uh, Early 2000s. Okay. Yeah, I didn't write down the years for all of them. So that's kind of, like, cute. It's like... (laughs) If you're experiencing, like, bed death and you're looking for a way to spice up your relationship. We should hold guns to each other's heads instead of other people's. (laughs) That's true. I'm a relationship expert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you feel like that counts, like, if she didn't act alone? Not as much, in my opinion, at all, honestly. But they they did list her. I Um, guess it qualifies. Yeah, I mean... Carla Homoka defense, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay, good yeah. point. Then there was Brenda Spencer. In 1979, she shot up a bunch of high school kids. Basically, this Boomtown Rats song, I Don't Like Mondays, is based on it. It's basically like the pumped up kits for female active shooters. <laughs> yeah. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. Tell me why. Oh. So it's like basically when they asked her why she shot up the school, she said, I don't like Mondays. Makes it more interesting or something like that, yeah. Need to just liven up the day. Yeah. She's a real Garfield. (laughs) (laughs) I hate Mondays. Do you think that's who Garfield is based off of? (laughs) Hot take. Well, Um, Garfield is a lesbian. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Honestly, fuck Brenda Spencer, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, why? Bad gay rep. Representation matters. <laughs> it's important for you to see The first see, female active shooter in the U.S. was a lesbian. <laughs> Keep it intersectional. Um, no, she had threatened to shoot cops a bunch of times, I guess, and then ended up going with a school for some reason. Yeah, mad respect her if she ended up mass murdering cops instead of children. Yeah. Didn't she kill one police officer or injured? I think she injured a police officer and she killed the janitor at the school. And the school principal. And the school principal, but none of the kids died. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I for some reason I'm fine with her killing the principal. <laughs> okay, but the, yeah. But the, the gestor- class thing. But the Gestodian, yeah. Class allegiance. <laughs> yes, exactly. She was a class traitor. Then I wrote down... In 2006, some bitch shot up her workplace. It was a male processing plant. She killed six people. Okay. That was also in California. Lots California, of... famously. Yeah. 
Then there was a biology professor who uh, like shot up the biology department of her university and she killed three people and injured three people. Okay. Then there was a babysitter shooter, also the name of my extremely violent pornography debut. Babysitter shooter. Babysitter shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. She, <laughs> uh, she was just acting out in general, like she just wanted to harm people. So she was like lacing food and sending it to kids. Oh, she was okay. like trying to burn down homes with people in them. And she then was she like finally, really yeah, yeah, finally ended up shooting up a school and killed one kid. Ooh. And there was a nursing student who shot up the nursing department, too, and she killed two women. Yeah, the YouTube shooter. She didn't actually kill anyone. She just threatened to shoot YouTube up because uh, she was essentially being, like, shadow banned, I guess. I find that one really interesting, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, her whole gripe with YouTube was that they were demonetizing her content, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she was a vegan YouTuber. Okay. Um... Actually, I can't wait for Freely the Banana Girl to fucking, to fucking lose shoot it. up an establishment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's basically like, yeah, so she was she was pissed the fuck off about getting, like, demonetized and shadow banned, basically. She's like the Ar- Iranian Laura Loomer. Yeah. <laughs> if Laura Loomer lost, like, 50 pounds. <laughs> and she was being, like, bullied really badly, also. Online and something. Online. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly... I do actually find her pretty sympathetic. Me too. I'm glad she didn't kill anyone. No, she didn't kill anyone, and she was, like, obviously having a really hard time. She killed herself, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, like, fucking tech platforms are pretty oppressive. Like, none of us can really get away from using them. No. That was obviously her livelihood. Yeah. And also, the tools are really in their hands. Like, I mean, I'm shadow banned on... Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I'm shadow banned on Twitter as well. Yeah, well, and every time that I post content from the Dumb Bitch Media account, it shows to other people as, like, porn or something. Yeah, it's, like, flagged, I guess. Which probably only works in our favor, honestly. It's kind of flattering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just the the raw sexual energy that we project. That's true, yeah. uh, You could... People should be warned it's... that if they see a video of us, they will not instantly, regardless of what the content is. That's what the reviews are saying, people. Yes. The video of me doing Hatch stand-up as my dog, for example. Porn. Porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, girl bosses. Sisters are doing it for themselves. Sisters are shooting shit up for themselves. Feminist win. Femi- feminist win for <laughs> female active shooters. Oh my god. <laughs> Say their names. <laughs> oh my god. I'm kidding. I didn't write down any of their names because I don't care. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I think that the Columbine thing is really interesting too because like, so Columbine was obviously part of the, the moral panic of people that thinking that the media that you consume can cause you to have a kind of like violent homicidal suicidal ideations yeah so during the columbine case specifically it was about them being manson fans and actually was one of the first cases of gamer oppression 
They were really into, <laughs> they were really into the video game Doom. Okay, I didn't know they were into Doom. Yeah, the good news is if you grow up listening to Marilyn Manson and playing the video game Doom, you shoot up a stool. But the good news is if you grow up playing Tony Hawk Underground and listening to Gwen Stefani's solo albums, you just become a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Think wisely, guys. <laughs> Is your child listening to Gwen Stefani? <laughs> what would be your preference? Uh, yeah, literally. No. <laughs> I'm Speaking kidding. of Tony Hawk Underground, should we talk about weed? Yeah, so I did make a poll on Twitter to ask you guys if we should talk about weed or Easter or both, since it's both 420 and Easter. And you guys said both. So, I guess we'll start by talking about weed. Weed is good. Here to hear first. Blaze it. Okay. <laughs> Do you smoke weed? Barely. Not really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the stoner correspondent. Yeah, you are. On our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do smoke the legal weed. I guess that's not legal. So, for weed was legal here, but it was basically about to be a bunch of weed-related businesses open, like a bunch of dispensaries open kind of all over the city because there would have been basically no reason for the cops to really do anything about it. So they weren't really shutting them down as they popped up or anything. Some yeah. of them were being raided and stuff, but... They were they weren't, just leaving it alone. They weren't, like, IDing people yeah. to buy weed and stuff. Uh, and also they started selling weed online, which is where I buy mine. So you can buy weed from the government in stores but our city like ontario our province had the worst transition rollout yeah. of little weed like because they they only opened what like 12 stores in the entire province or something, something like that yeah so our city doesn't even have a weed store and we live in what the fourth biggest city in canada yeah they just opened one like two weeks ago on somerset no, on Bank Street. Okay. But, like, literally two weeks ago. Bank and what? Bank and Gilmore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the gay village. Yeah. It looks like an Apple store. Just smoking weed makes you gay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's All right. So, <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> That's why you're famously when straight. I was in the room. <laughs> when you were in the womb. Dude, my mom tells everybody and anybody who will listen that she drank a Guinness or two every day that she was pregnant with me. And I'm always like, Mom, fucking stop it. Stop telling people you drank when you were pregnant with me and that it's fine. That's not okay. <laughs> she loves to tell people, like, fucked stuff about you from when you were, like, under four years old. I know. It had literally no fucking agency. <laughs> Anyways, um... But you can buy government weed online. So I've just been buying not government weed online, mm. basically. Mm. If you're a cop and you're listening, fuck you. It's, yeah. it's better than, like, that government weed. It's slightly cheaper. I've heard that the government weed is, like, not great. Uh, Some of it's kind of fucking dank. Okay. But, like, that's I don't need to get stoned to the fucking bone every time that I get high. And I mostly like to, like, well, when I'm getting high casually, I like to vape yeah. with my little, like, weed pen when yeah. I'm, like, on the go. Yeah, your little, yeah. little weed pen. Yeah, like, if I want to get high before I get my nails done or my hair done or, you know, if I'm just, like, chilling or whatever, riding my bike. It's the businesswoman's weed. 
Exactly. It's the neoliberal girl boss way to smoke weed. Is I just have I have a cute little like golden vape pen that I smoke on the go when I'm perusing the aisles of Whole Foods. Oh my god. Looking for the newest flavors of kombucha. <laughs> kombucha. Kombucha. <laughs> I'm actually drinking a, a kombucha and a charcoal dream lemonade right now. I'm eating a vegan buffalo chicken wrap. You really fucking heard that, Kate <laughs> Yeah, I did. But also, the government weed places so don't sell edibles. No, they don't, because edibles aren't legal yet, apparently. Yeah, exactly. So I've fucked with edibles also and yeah. like tinctures and stuff so i buy my my shit online anyways and like they mail it to you very discreetly and yeah it's, not it's nice it's like yeah, it's pretty nice. chill yeah yeah i thought that i was gonna get more into weed now that it was legal but mm-hmm. it's so fucking complicated and labor intensive well why don't you just ask me okay <laughs> <laughs> This is a new character that I've been working on. Okay. It's guy who argues with anyone who tells him that they don't smoke weed. Okay. And it's like, well, yeah, man, like, probably smoking, like, the wrong shit. Like, do you find that you get really paranoid? Yeah. So you gotta stop smoking, like, sativas. You gotta get, like, either, like, a hybrid that has a lot of indica in it or, like, a, a strain that's, like, almost all indica- and, like, the easiest way to remember is that, so, like, sativa makes you, like, energized, and it's, like, a very, like, social high, it's a head high, and it's, like, a body high, and it, like, gives you, like, it relaxes you, so it won't make you paranoid. And the way to remember is that indica is, like, in the couch, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can get me high if it means I don't have to hear that again. <laughs> It's not me, it's my weed guy character. What's his name? I don't know, probably like fucking like Chris or something. True. <laughs> <laughs> like Drew. <laughs> James. Yeah, fucking any of those guys. I don't give a shit, man. <laughs> Do you have any like like teenage weed stories? One time when I was in high school, my friends and I were at this girl's house and her mom was like a dog groomer. Okay. So they had like a donor job. Yeah, no, <laughs> she was like really Christian. Yeah, um, they had a like a dog grooming setup in their basement. Okay, with like a shower. Yeah, and we hotboxed the dog grooming shower. <laughs> it was like a separate room. That kind of sounds yucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but <laughs> we all like sat on the floor, <laughs> all like right. passed the bong around. It was bad. What's your best like teenage weed story? The first time I ever ate an edible. Okay, so I was at school. Okay. I had decided that I was going to try to lose my virginity okay. to my extremely Catholic boyfriend. Great. Like, more Catholic than me. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. To paint a picture for you guys, he was, like, half black and he was a high school and university, like, basketball star. Cool. Yeah. Uh, now he's a border security guard, so hey. I'm really glad I never fucked him. Oh, wait, fuck, spoiler alert. Sorry, anyways, I was really trying to lose my virginity, so I decided I was going to go on the pill. Okay. And I didn't want my mom to find out, 
So <laughs> I asked my dad to drive me to my doctor's appointment, but I was really afraid that my parents were going to find out okay what the appointment was for and just so happened at school that day that this guy that i knew had weed cookies okay and he offered one to me so i ate like a whole weed cookie and then i was just like pressed against the glass of like my dad's minivan on the way to the doctor and then i got to the doctor's office and the doctor who was helping me go on birth control was like fucking nine months pregnant and I was just laughing super hard the whole time because I was like you don't know fucking shit about not getting pregnant (laughs) oh my god (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) you know what's a good idea take an edible for the first time (laughs) take an edible for the first time on the way to get prescribed birth control for the first time jesus yeah yeah yeah. that was a good that was a good moment for me when weed wasn't legal i was living in halifax okay this bike cop rode his bike past me and a group of my friends yeah and we were smoking cigarettes and joints okay at the same time yeah because we're double fisting fucking extremely cool (laughs) so (laughs) exactly this bike cop rode by and he was like smells awfully strong over here ladies and we were like just cigarettes officer and he was like are you sure and then he was biking away and I flipped a lit cigarette at him uh, and then he turned around and he wrote me up and I thought that I had a criminal record because of that okay. for a long time but it was just a ticket. It was just a ticket? Yeah. That's not the only time you've ever flicked a cigarette at a police officer, is it? It is that directly. I've flicked cigarettes at police officers like off my balcony. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I, I flick them at middle schoolers too because there's a private middle school <laughs> across the street from my house. <laughs> oh I my god. I them at the fucking like... <laughs> Russian Orthodox Easter Parade, (laughs) Palm Palm Sunday, I guess. It wasn't Easter yet. Yeah, you want to talk about Easter as well? Yeah. Hey, good transition. Thank you. Famously known for my transitions both on and off stage. (laughs) (laughs) Easter, yeah. We're both Catholic. Yeah, we're both Catholic by trade. By trade. (laughs) Baptized, confirmed, communed, confessed. (laughs) Are you confirmed? No. You're not? You're just baptized? Yeah. Okay. I got the whole kit and caboodle. That makes sense. You went to Catholic school for a bit, right? Yeah. I only went to public school. Okay. Yeah. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been seven years since my last... No. Four years since my last confession. Okay. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they can't force me anymore. (laughs) I'm I'm grown now. Grown ass woman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've never done confession. It's so fucked up that the first time that you confess, you're like eight. Mm Because, I mean, what sins have you really committed? It's like, my brother ate the last cookie, so I hit him. I lied to get, like, an extra popsicle after my soccer game. Like, my parents told me I'm not allowed to touch my penis, but I did it anyways. (laughs) 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 Not when I was eight. (laughs) Well, some people might. Yeah, that's true. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I don't, uh, it's so weird. Even now, like, if I was gonna confess, confess, like, forgive me, Father, if I have sinned, I've been um, hosting a podcast about left politics and meme culture. (laughs) 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 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep it with the seven deadlies. <laughs> Gluttony, I guess. I, yeah, that would be. <laughs> that would be. Uh, I, I, can t- I can tell you. Okay, so Gluttony would be I ate a Mitli Brazel last <laughs> night, a mit, a mit delivery, if you will. I Uber Eats McDonald's at four in the morning when I was trucked the fuck up. <laughs> in terms of lust, I obviously just said that I. Am horny for Ted Bundy's methods, if not his appearance or literally anything else. Sloth. <laughs> I still haven't gotten dressed today. I look like a big fucking pile of fuck. Wrath. Um, <laughs> I'm really pissy that we can't get put on an actual show in Toronto, even though we're famously burying the local comedians here. Oh. <laughs> pride. Uh, pride. Pride. Okay, I just bragged about being a good comedian. <laughs> Envy. I am jealous of everybody all the time in this city because you have to be super rich to live in Toronto, basically, unless you want to have like 12 roommates. What am I missing? I think there's all of them. Pride. Mm-hmm. Envy. Mm-hmm. Gluttony. Mm-hmm. Wrath. Yep. Lust. Sloth. Sloth. That's six. I guess greed would be the fact that I ordered myself this charcoal lemonade, even though I knew that you were <laughs> had a kombucha on the way for me. True. That's pretty. Well, you like your beverages. Yeah. <laughs> Could be worse. I'm like a hoarder. <laughs> For juice. Yeah. <laughs> Famously hydrated local comedian, Avodrostal. My piss tastes great. But. <laughs> I'm the Bear Grylls of Ottawa comedy. You can't say shit like that. Yes, I can. It's my podcast. Um, some of the most fucked shit that I had to do for Easter when I was little was, so when I was probably about 10, 11, my school had this thing where the best artist in every class got to draw one of the stations of the cross. Okay. And it was considered like a very high honor. Yeah. So I drew... Um, Veronica washes the face of Jesus okay. with oil pastels. Damn, okay. When I was Just 11. Just flex about being the best artist in your class <laughs> when, when I was you were 11. 11. <laughs> when I was 11. With oil pastels. With oil pastels. I would literally never choose to draw no. with oil pastels. Horrible yeah. medium. You know, pride of dying, guys. I was really good at drawing as a child, actually. <laughs> when I was in th- the third grade, I thought that I was gay. <laughs> Because <laughs> I drew a station of the cross with oil But then pastels. I was like, wait, I'm straight. I'm dead at Little League. <laughs> <laughs> um, the most fucked up thing I had to do that was Easter related was just like eat ham every year. Ew. I know. I come from a turkey family. And fish. Big Catholic mood. Fish. Yeah, that's a big Catholic mood. I really don't like fish. Fish on Good Friday, turkey on uh, the Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't fuck with that. We ate Passover Seder today at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went to a bagel restaurant. A locally owned lesbian Jewish business. <laughs> I actually specifically looked up locally owned lesbian Jewish businesses in Toronto just to force you to go there. Yeah, you were doing id, Paul. Sophie. I was like, Sophie, where should we get breakfast today? She was like, one second, doodles. Nar City top 10 lesbian-owned <laughs> businesses in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> 
don't spread that horrible rumor about me. <laughs> what else about Easter? Lent is over. I can finally drink beer again. Although I'm actually addicted to vodka soda now. I feel like this is really good for you. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's good too. You'll drink stuff you actually like. I'll drink vodka soda, but if I'm somewhere that has really good beer, you, like, you know, if I'm somewhere that has Labatt 50 on tap or in quart bottles. Of course, yeah. It is what it is. In that case. Yes. It is what it is. <laughs> um, I gave up jacking off for Lent. That's so. not true. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've been such a bitch for the last 39 days just for the last 39 <laughs> days <laughs> i just thought you liked me when i was a bitch just <laughs> doing a character <laughs> for your benefit <laughs> new character girl that's super cunty because she gave up jacking off, off for lent, lent. <laughs> i look really cute in pastels I can see that. I feel like you're a pastels girl. I'm a spring. Yeah, you're a spring. I, I don't yeah. look good in pastels at all. No, you're an autumn. Yeah. That's why you need to wear earth tones. Yes. <laughs> Fashion pitch media added Once again. Once again, that's why I look good in green. All right. All right, should we talk about the internet? The internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. <laughs> so... so. We do have a beef this week. We do. Mm-hmm. We have a podcast on podcast beef. Dun, dun, dun. So, there is a Twitter account called at Floozy Est, Floozy Estwired, Christina, and she has a podcast called Puck Bunny's Pod, okay. which is about hockey. Is she Canadian? No. Okay. She's American. Okay. So she tweeted, every time a Canadian talks about American politics on Twitter, I grow closer to advocating building a wall between us. Mm. So I retweeted that and said, do men like you now that you have a hockey podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, just we're Canadians with a fucking political podcast. podcast yeah i don't know i don't think we shouldn't be allowed to talk about politics from other places i think that's a really like american take to say that you know you shouldn't be concerned with politics in other countries as if it doesn't affect you yeah americans famously so good at staying out of other people's politics <laughs> not the biggest imperialists in the world yeah <laughs> they're not the in, they're not the inventors of imperialism but they're definitely some of its biggest fans okay um so <laughs> Here's the thing. So when somebody says, like, Canadians shouldn't talk about American politics or whatever, what Americans forget is that Americans are famously, like, self-centered. So it's like, just because you guys don't pay attention to politics in other people's countries doesn't mean that we don't all pay attention to politics in your country because you're, like, the main exporters of, like, media and news. So... Of course, we're yeah. gonna know what's happening in American politics, and like to ask us to mind our business is insane because you would have lost out on some of your best political commentators, for example, Stefan Molnier, mm -hmm. Lauren Southern, yeah. Gavin McInnes. Yeah. I mean, some of these people are quote unquote philosophers, Jordan Peterson, <laughs> uh, Canada's exports, yeah. I thought Laura Loomer was Canadian for a while. So did I. But I realized that she just worked for Rebel Media. 
Uh, yeah, she's okay. American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't she have such a, like, Toronto Jap vibe, though? That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought she was, like, from Toronto or, like, from Mississauga or something. <laughs> Oakville? <laughs> Oakville, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, my problem is that people in the U.S. who don't want people from other countries to pay attention to their politics only want that because they don't want people to be aware of how fucked American politics are so that they can keep pretending like they're the best country. Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of, like, nationalist pride in it. I do understand that because, from one perspective, because the only time that anyone who's not Canadian has paid attention to Canadian politics in the last, like, five years was, A, Justin Trudeau, the hot prime minister. He's a a zero on the binary. Yeah, he's not. And Rob Ford, the craft-smoking mayor of Toronto. And when the Rob Ford thing happened, I got it. You know what? I was embarrassed. I don't like it when Americans... Talk about that. ...bring up Rob Ford, the craft-smoking mayor. It's not necessarily because I am embarrassed. It is because I'm embarrassed. But... It's also because it reminds me that his allegedly non-craft smoking brother, Dodd Ford, is currently uh, the overlord of Ontario. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, that's the thing is like those two situations were only well talked about in other countries because it's like sensationalist. Like it's not actual politics. No, of course. So it's annoying when people pay attention to shit like that because you know they don't really care about issues. No, of course not. I don't know. It, it was a it was a fucking bad take. Not to mention, uh, it's so fucking hack to be like the misdirect of this hilarious tweet is that instead of building a wall between the states and Mexico, we're gonna build a wall between Canada. That's a take no one's had yet. And it, yeah, it's like uh, let's brainstorm some build a wall between U.S. and Canada tweets. Like just saw someone wearing a Canadian tuxedo. Hashtag build that wall. Um, just try Putin for the first time. Gravy and cheese together is weird. Hashtag build that wall. Just heard they have winter in, uh, Ontario for eight months of the year. Hashtag build that wall. Yeah. Just heard the new Justin Bieber song. Hashtag build that wall. Like, there you go. It's done. Yeah. It's, it's hack. And I, I, objectively, I didn't have to insult her using her sexual viability and popularity with the opposite sex. Um, <laughs> but listen, we're sports fish media, so we, we can comment on this. Mm-hmm. But it's so fucking embarrassing to pick up the habit of being a sports fan to the point that you're doing a whole podcast about it. In order to increase your sexual viability. You have to admit that it's pretty transparent what that's about, especially when you're a single woman over a certain age. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. (laughs) It's it's time for the the (laughs) mandatory body shaming portion of the podcast. Um, Shame that body! <laughs> All so right. we won't be doing we won't be doing a spin-off podcast sports bitch media. Don't worry, <laughs> no, guys. But not. again, if you want to send us the paraphernalia of your favorite sports teams, hit us up. We will wear it. We don't care what it is. <laughs> what? No, we will. Or your bands. Yeah. We'll it's wear okay. it. It's okay. We're already we're Montreal Canadian Bitch Media. Yeah. We're Sedition Bitch Media. Yeah. 
We're Eastside Mario's Bitch Media. That's true, yeah. <laughs> That's a corporate sponsorship. We should probably. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you have a dumb bitch this week? I do. All right. Let's hear it. So, Time for Dumb, dumb bitch, bitch of the Week. week. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I had a guy message me on Twitter asking if I would be his sugar baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was an older gay man, and I was like, you know I'm a woman, right? And he was like, oh, I thought you were a twink. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy mistake. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting called a twink lately. <laughs> it's good. It just means people think you're cute and famously young. That's true. You're also small. Yeah. I mean, those are all high compliments. I guess it's a compliment. Yeah, it yeah. means a lot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of dumb bitches of the week, and they're also, one of them's a special occasion, actually. Ooh. So, you guys heard me live react to a dumb bitch of the week on the pod a couple of episodes ago, and I said that I got a DM that said, you'll do? Oh, yeah. Okay. The follow-up to that message was three hours later, they said, I want to add you to my lesbian dungeon, let's go. <laughs> that's right guys it's an extra special dumb bitch of the week it's the first female dumb bitch of the week for me yes. yes representation matters damn women are sex harassers on twitter too <laughs> so she wants to put you in a dungeon she wants to put me in her lesbian dungeon it's kind of hot yeah i didn't answer the i didn't accept the dm request. no of course not <laughs> There were no pictures. Once um, again, another feminist win. Yeah. Uh, her location is Nano Influencer, and okay. her picture is, like, of a tree. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Spooky. Spooky. I, have I don't an, like that. I have another dumb bitch of the week. Okay. This one is uh, a man. You are funny and hot. Smiley face. And you're definitely not butch. Extra credit points. <laughs> Extra credit for being femme. Thank you for affirming my femme identity, guys. <laughs> Thank was, you. That was after I posted about uh, overhearing those chips in the cigarette pit arguing about whether or not I'm butch outside a comedy show after I performed. Well, good thing you have random men on the internet to affirm your femme identity. Yeah, I was really so worried that people would think I was butch with my famously long hair, long nails, full face of makeup, and high heels, dresses, like... <laughs> I don't know what more I could really do. I mean, I... I guess I could raise my voice a few octaves. Stop talking like that. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> what? Dry. <laughs> you don't think I sound good like this? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm fam. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Hate. so that was good. Wow. Mm -hmm. Extra dumb bitches this week. No, and like... it's extra, extra special gay... Dumb bitches. Yeah, they're both based off uh, gay shit. Gay shit, man. Big gay energy. Gay energy. Yeah. Don't like that. No, me neither. I'm homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so <laughs> let's do tweets of the week. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. Okay. My tweet of the week is from at Beef Whistle. And it says, if your BF loves online drama, I'm sorry, sis, but that's your GF. <laughs> you think so? Mm. Yeah. Men famously love gossip and pretend that they don't. They do. Well, when men gossip, it's um, just gaming. It's gaming? Yeah. It's not, it's a, uh, it's Discord chat for gossip. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My brother and his friends definitely taught smash, and it uh, this is so cute. But my brother and his friends like provide emotional support for each other on like PlayStation Live. <laughs> it's like the least toxic version it's of so masculinity, nice. honestly. Gamers rise up. <laughs> Gamer kings. Stop. Um, <laughs> so that's really funny. It is funny, yeah. Yeah, it's true. You know what? I think that it's positive to be involved in online drama if it's when you're, like, shooting to defend your friends. Oh, yeah, of like, course. Like, our shooters online are definitely all men. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're allowed to do that. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. that's the positive way to be involved in online drama. Yeah. Thanks, Kings. I got a tweet for you guys. Sweet. So, my tweet is from Fabby Causeway, at Fabby Causeway. And his tweet is, bitches are bi, but can only speak one official language. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so funny. Oh, I like that. I kind of feel like that's a subtweet of, like, uh, Canadian chicks. Because the yeah. states don't have two official languages. Yeah, and we know he's American. Yeah, the official, he lives in Florida. Yeah. So unless Florida has two official languages. Any of our Floridian uh, listeners, please... Let us Please know. let us know if Florida has two official languages, like English and alligator or whatever. Oh my god, that's hot. Uh, English, <laughs> and, English and Spanish. English and Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it is a subtweet for Canadians for sure. So Canadian ladies, you heard it here first. Mm-hmm. I, do you think that by Canadian media laws, we're actually bound to do 50% of our content in French? We probably should be. <laughs> 33%, right? Tabernak. Taber what? <laughs> Asti de tabernak. <laughs> yeah, that's super funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> by what? It's like, not to over-explain the joke and like, uh, be really dropped on my head about it, but... <laughs> It's true, like, bi is a multi-purpose prefix. Why would it always just mean, like, bisexual if people don't use the whole word? Could be bilingual. Could mean bipedal. Yeah. Watch. One who walks on two feet. I was trying to think of more words, but I couldn't. Mm, biannual. Biannual, biweekly. Mm -hmm. Biannual, like, Bicycle. how often you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck. <laughs> All right. Are you dead? Yeah, I'm we're good. We're probably dead. I think we're good, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, sorry again if the audio is a little bit sketchy this week. We are recording this, like I said, on the road. We're road dodged. <laughs> arf, arf. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks for sticking through it if the audio is a little <laughs> fucked. And uh, leave us a comment. <laughs> Yeah, review patreon.com slash dumbbitchmedia if you guys want extra episodes. Shirts are ordered. We'll let you guys know when we're sending them out to you. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening and listen to us. 
this week on Heidi Matthews on Demand. Yeah. HMOD podcast. Yeah. We'll we'll post about it. We'll post about it when it comes out. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Thank Peace. you so much. Bye. I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch.